Oh, man. We're going back to the Bates Motel. We're going to talk about Duff Psycho Experience, which I don't even know what that is, but just reading that makes me happy. How many stars do you think the Bates Motel has on TripAdvisor? To be fair, if you were murdered there, you probably didn't have a chance to leave a review. I enjoy reading, uh, like angry reviews because it's just like the most unhinged people like uh like kind of when we were reading those reviews of the kfc's right uh, yes. right and i it's think it was like a patreon episode yeah, yeah 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 and it's just like well what uh what were you expecting yeah when you walked in here so i'd be curious to see on the, the one hand like what kind of guest experience does the bates motel provide mm-hmm. with obviously there's some notable mix-ups and goofs mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. right Yep. But I bet that the trip advisor for the Dennis Franz era is pretty high. It's right. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, we just showed up, partied, we paid for two, three hours, and this creepy look- looking dude worked at the register, but he was all right. Yeah, but then you're gonna, you're, it's gonna be a, a lot of like those kind of people don't write the review. It's gonna be like the person that didn't do their research and on a road trip pulled over. And yeah. was stunned to f- see it was that kind of place, right? I'll just say my tease for the episode that I'm most excited about is much like Halloween Resurrection. It looks like Duff has gone down a uh, scarier than the Bates Motel is just his brain and all the knowledge of <laughs> Halloween franchise and the Psycho franchise. We get to explore that on There's this episode. There's a lot of links in the agenda. <laughs> yeah. I, I linked. I linked to the things that needed explanation. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get started. Shh. Listeners, welcome to a new episode of our Dealer's Choice season of a free podcast. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always by my 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 mother-loving friends, Joe and Duff. <laughs> we we've got no vacancy in this podcast. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about Psycho 2, which, uh, if you didn't listen to the last season, or last episode of the season, we're each choosing a movie that we've seen, and, uh, that one of us has seen and the other ones have not. So, Duff, this is your choice. Yes. So, why don't I just hand it off to you, explain why you chose this, we can jump into your, you know, how this is an important uh, step stepping stone into your development as the human <laughs> and person that we love now. Yeah, so <laughs> I've uh, the original Psycho. Uh, yeah, that movie's pretty good. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. it so for a black lo- and white movie, it's pretty good. <laughs> I yeah, we, Ted Turner should colorize it. Can I quickly step in? I went to a couple years ago. I went to a outdoor movie screening, like a outdoor theater. And I took my son, and there was three movies. It was Chicken Run, and it was Back to the Future, and it was Psycho. That's good, and good triple bell. Right? So Chicken Run, delightful. I, I do not remember Chicken Run, but it's <laughs> I mean, the, the other two are such power hitters that yes. that's all right. So then Back to the Future came on, and I was like, well, he'll probably, maybe he'll fall asleep during Back to the Future. Uh, you know, it was late. He did not. He enjoyed Back to the Future. Good kid. And then Cycle started, and I was like, son, you need to go to sleep. You cannot watch this right now. And it was like the like credits were playing, and she's like walking around in Phoenix. And I was like, you have to go to sleep soon. <laughs> yeah. He did. He did before That's... 
uh, before the Bates Motel showed up. He did fall asleep. Oh, he got to see the lingerie. <laughs> I think he did get to see the lingerie. He got to yes. see Janet Lee's bazooms. So my and you know, my mom was a big uh, like Hitchcock fan, and I, I it was Halloween night. Like I want to say ninety one or ninety two, and I remember. That one. I was like, we're going to watch uh, Psycho and The Incredible Shrinking Man are on TV. We're going to watch those. And I'm just like, oh, I don't, and I'm like, I don't know. I was like nine or ten. I'm like, I don't want, like Joe was saying, I don't want to watch a dumb black and white movie, blah, blah, blah. Or I just wanted to gorge on candy. Um, and <laughs> I, I knew like vaguely that they're about the shower scene, but I didn't know the ending. Like I didn't know the, mm. the twist ending. And, you know, I, I think all of us have just... Um, like seminal movies where you're like, wow, movies can do that, or like, yeah, right. It's a new, and that that was it for me. Just that kind of like having the the rug pulled under you, out from under you. Uh, and so you know, it's one of my favorite movies to this day, and it set me down the rabbit hole of that. That time period where I was just mainlining horror movies, I, you know, went to check run the run the series uh, on Psycho, and I don't know the reason I picked Psycho too is because it's a super interesting movie, more in concept than in you know actual production, but I can't, I don't know if I've ever talked about it in real life with anyone. Yeah, I mean, my, like, too long didn't read of this would be, this should not exist, and I'm very happy it does. It, (laughs) like, it feels like something Hollywood would do now, except it was 40 years ago. Yeah, like, if, like, any time, I mean, I knew a cycle two existed, and I was like, why, I don't care, why do I, why would I, why would I continue on that, and then, you know. Duff gave us a reason to watch it, and uh, I was lucky enough to watch it with him live uh, this weekend. And uh, and Joe was texting about it too. Many yeah. all many all caps texts came in. <laughs> right, that was so good. It's uh, way better than than it deserves to be. And that so one reason uh, I wanted to pick this is I didn't remember. I'm like, is this good? Is it campy? Is it intentionally campy? Like I don't know. So I was I revisit you know revisiting this. It's actually better than I remember. <laughs> I don't know if it intended to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of. I think it's in- I think it's intentionally campy. I don't know that I don't think Anthony Perkins knows it is. No. But I think the director does. And the director is is uh I think he knew Hitchcock and he was kind of a Hitchcock student. He was. He was yeah. like a yeah. Um Yeah, I, we were talking before uh before we recorded that uh he did that um he did that movie I hadn't seen, but looked has like a really cool poster called Road Games, which is a Jamie Lee Curtis like horror film from the early '80s. But he also wrote about his first movie. We don't need to go into it, but it's called The True Story of Eskimo Nell. Uh-oh. And it's about a peeper, a window peeper named Dead Eye Dick, who, <laughs> who spies on a Mexican couple on, an, on a new age girl. Uh, yes, <laughs> spies on a Mexican couple, and then uh, meets a guy named Mexico Pete. Why do you keep saying that they're Mexican, Rob? That's I'm just reading what the description says because his nickname is Mexico Pete. That's a bad. That's a bad nickname. <laughs> huh, Mexico Pete. 
Mexico Pete. So the Mexico Pete, he counsels the shy dick on his problems approaching women, <laughs> and then they go to Alaska to meet an Alaskan Eskimo named Nell. Hmm. What? Why? Why are they? <laughs> why Alaska? I don't know. There's a whole lot going on. There. I don't know. True story of Eskimo. No, it's a true. Apparently, it literally says it's a true story. Is it? Oh, is it Jodie right. Foster as an Eskimo? Nope. It doesn't star anyone that I recognize. But yes, okay. that's the director's first movie, which oh. I'm sure we'll have to talk about someday. Now they're, oh, they make them wild in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we? Should we talk about the plot of this movie? Do you want to do this stuff? This. Is- uh, I guess what most people are probably going to be curious about is like, what is the just the premise? Like, what yeah. allows it to exist? And I think it is fairly reasonable. It's as, fairly reasonable. It's been twenty two years, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a huge advantage that this movie came out so much later than the first one. So it makes everything kind of plausible. Yeah. So uh, Norman Bates is now middle aged, mm-hmm. uh, and he has been deemed. He's fixed. He can return to society. Yep. So good for him. I I'm trying to think if I should just lay it out or try to go as the movie reveals itself. So we'll go as the movie reveals itself. So he goes back to live at the motel, which seems like it might be triggering, in my opinion. They, well, they as, bring him back as to his it, yeah. his doctor literally, literally says as they're walking into the house, this might bring back some memories for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. His doctor, uh, uh, Robert Loggia, by the way, mm-hmm. who, you know, he's a that guy actor. Awesome. Uh, I think Independence Day and Big are the yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, for sure Big, the two I think. Heavy yeah, so hitters. he's the boss in Big. I think yeah. everyone. So he is Norman Bates, in fairness, very nice doctor, just maybe not thinking too clearly about uh, should he go back and live at the murder house? <laughs> uh, so Norman goes back to the motel. Uh, he's also got a job as a short order cook or an assistant or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so doesn't doesn't work there very long. No. Um, yeah. So he goes back to the motel, and while he's been away, the state just had Dennis Franz run the Bates Motel. <laughs> Dennis Franz as Dennis Franz. Dennis Franz is every De Palma <laughs> character he is in the eighties, and it's just delightful. Yeah. He's so fun. Um, he's yeah. Uh, so Norman is not too pleased to find that uh, Dennis Franz has basically been having it be a party motel. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it seems to be doing fairly well. Like, there were some cars in there. It, it's legitimately stunning that it's still open. Like, that alone <laughs> should get him a medal. So <laughs> a woman was killed there, and the dude's mom was just rotting in the house, sitting in a chair. Yeah. And yeah. somehow... People will still pay to stay at this motel. He's maybe the world's greatest businessman. This is true. Uh, So Norman doesn't like that. He decides, oh, I'm not going to work at the diner. I'm going to fire him and reopen the motel. Uh, All the while, there's this kind of, let's call her like a a drifter girl who works at the restaurant. And at first, it doesn't make a lot of sense why she's hanging out with Norman and he gives her a place to live. Yeah, that's like like day one. He's like, oh, I guess I'll go live at Norman Bates' place. I'll stay there with him for a while. Uh, As the movie goes on, we find out that she is the daughter of the Vera Miles character from the original Psycho. So Marion Crane's sister. Yeah, and they are trying to to make Norman go crazy again because they're uh, Lila, uh, Vera Miles is, my, is Lila. 
Uh, she's mad that he got released. I'm still mad you know, that their sister's dead. Her sister's yeah. dead. She holds that on him. It's been two decades, lady. Come on. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> let it go. Grow, grow, grow up. So, <laughs> so that uh, shenanigans happen. And, yeah, I but don't really think that their plan is very well thought out. If I'm I mean, just going to be totally honest with it's you guys. A, it's, it seems like a lot of work. Like, <laughs> Like of moving things around and like hard manual labor, like they they dress up Norman's mom's room and then like quickly like take it down again to make him think he's it's hallucinating. It's essentially what they get to do is like best case scenario, what you get to do as a ghost, right? You get to <laughs> yeah, just yeah. move things around and yeah, you get to like, like you know, but like they're, it's they're a lot of just really prank. It's just pranks and like, mind tricks. Yeah, yeah. Leaving leaving notes saying get that slut out of my house. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. just just for signed mother. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so funny. It is. I mean, I'm. I we're critiquing it. This idea is dumb, but it's dumb in my opinion, anyways, in the the best way possible. Like, like, like great horror movie brain stuff, where like the 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 stupidity of it is enjoyable. Where it's like you know sometimes like like dumb plots and horror movies can be really frustrating. It's not remotely frustrating in my opinion. No. It's just hilarious. I mean, this it, movie is much more fun than I remember. Um, and and it does have some of those early '80s horror stock things like you said like we have rock stupid cops yep and uh, we have the kids the kids that sneak into the murder just, house to have just, sex. Yes. just an hour into the movie all of a sudden we cut to these people who are i think ostensibly supposed to be teenagers but look 35 the, yeah. yeah yeah because yeah it's just like every movie from that era all teenagers all look 35 because they've been breathing in like uh, lead from lead paint and like and stuff and and they started smoking when they were twelve and they've been breathing in secondhand smoke since they were in the womb. I mean, Dennis Franz is twenty two in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, he's uh, not. He's actually I, like no, forty. I know, I know. You look. Yeah, but he probably. Is. I mean, if you told me is. that, I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, I do think one of the funniest bits in this movie is when these two kids sneak into the fruit cellar. Yep. Where Mrs. Bates to do what, some necking. To do some, he pulls out this like stained oh. mattress and just pats. He's like, eh, eh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, when you're like 16, yeah, you'll do it anywhere. That's fair. You're ready yeah. to. You're ready. You got to find go, somewhere private. You'll go up to Norman Bates' house. So, so this. Movie I mean, is, I'd probably have sex in a murder house now uh, if you know <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. So, just so just to wrap it up, uh, at the end of this movie. Basically, Lila and her daughter's plan backfires. No. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) the police show up because we find out uh, someone has killed Lila in a pretty awesome death. There are Uh, some top, top drawer deaths. Honestly, the one thing I did not remember how great the kills are in terms of effects and just... There's three very it, memorable it, it, it's ones. It's as good as any movie, I think. Yeah. It's it's legitimately great. Like, the kills. It, it are yeah. so good. And some of them, like, how many horror movies do you think you've watched stuff in your life? I do not watch Too them. many. I, Too I, many. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched as many as you, but I feel like I've watched enough where I don't get surprised a whole lot anymore. Yeah. And there are some where, like, there's two where I did not see it coming. Uh, and that that's it, pretty impressive. Yeah. So the the I think you're probably referring to the ending of this. And yeah, what we find out is there's <laughs> this old woman who got Norman the job at the diner, 
and is kind of she's been in the movie a cumulative two minutes she comes in at the end and it turns out that she is the one who's been doing the killings the whole time because she is Norman's real mother mm-hmm. and that she uh, she had some troubles uh, mm-hmm. had a baby out of wedlock went to the loony bin uh, and then <laughs> and so she gave the baby to her sister so her sister is Norman Bates's mom in the original so Norman learns this and immediately whacks her in the head with a shovel mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is I I remember th- that stuck with me the first time I saw it and it is it is just an amazing kill because like you said you don't you know so many times movies are just oh it's a wide angle shot and the music is getting spooky so you know what's coming yeah this is yeah it is it, it is like it is like he's swatting a fly yeah. it's it's handled with that level of like casualness um it's perfect whenever a shovel kill can be groundbreaking huh guys yeah uh-huh. yeah <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> So at the end of the movie, uh, Norman is back right where he started. With uh, he's killed his mom and is talking in her voice. And that's the only person he killed the entire movie. Yep. And I will right. say, I will say, I was tricked because I like during the first half or so of this movie, I was like, all right, well, like Norman's clearly going crazy again. Because let me be clear, I didn't, I didn't, tr- I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. I didn't give Norman Bates the benefit of the doubt. Do you know who does give him the benefit of the doubt is pretty much everyone in this town. Yeah. Many, many of whom are like, have you heard of Norman Bates? Oh, no. It's like, what are you, what are you talking? <laughs> it would be like if you're like, uh, have you heard of Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Yeah. 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 Except <laughs> a oh, tiny uh, town. Je- Jeff's out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's working at George Webb's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, but this movie is smart though because, so if you like, I I remember like some 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 professor pointing this out in a lecture, and, and I think they're right on. Like the scene in the first Psycho when he's getting rid of the body and like the car is sinking in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. I would assume you guys remember that part, right? And the car yeah. pauses for a while, and it cuts back to Norman, and yeah. like they point out, like the audience is rooting for it to keep sinking, even though they know Norman is. Like, this is bad. This is wrong. And it just kind of is about the power of, of, like, a story. And I I don't know that it's necessarily cinema specifically, but storytelling in general that, like, you can't help but but root for that character, right? Even though, like, you're hoping that something terrible is going to happen. And And this movie continues on knowing that the audience can't help but hope for good things for Norman. And they're, they're... tricked in some interesting like they're manipulated in some interesting ways in that regard i think but it's not cheats like no it's not cheat yeah no it all works by the way norman got really swole in the institution yeah well that seems to be what you do i mean anthony perkins he's looking ripped in this movie what what special skill do you think you would try to learn if you were in prison like would you devote yourself to fitness or would you like Mm. get a law degree or whatever like what what do you think you're like your prison uh, glow up plan would be uh i want to be one of those dudes who does ships in a bottle <laughs> I, i'm can not you, but you can you get glass you if you're be- locked up <laughs> i mean it seems like they can get contraband and if they can get cocaine some dude can get me like <laughs> i guess maybe they'd give you like a clear plastic bottle and then yeah, maybe okay uh, uh just give me like a mountain dew two liter bottle and i'll make my i'll oh, make man. my sh- it, it's funny you brought that up 
what are what are are there still people putting ships together in the bottles? Where what where did that come from? I don't know. It's, it's, you're the regular week guy, man. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, but I'm yeah, I'm kind of actually disappointed in myself that I don't know. Like, who's the first person that's like, ah, this model ship's pretty cool, but you know what would make it better? Because it's in a big <laughs> bottle. And if it was much harder to make. <laughs> I mean, right, well, I, maybe someone could reach out and give us the story because there's no other way to find out. Yeah, because wow. I think if you made... Everyone ask your grandparents and <laughs> then go on... But don't let them online, though. Just tell them, tell us what they said. Because if you guys made a ship with your sticks and stuff, and mm-hmm. and you're like, look at the ship, I'd be like, that's really cool. I wouldn't be like, oh, why don't you do it inside a bottle? <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't be like weirdly disappointed about it. You'd be like, oh, look at that crap. <laughs> I told us to Duff when we were watching. Like, there, you know, it is 22 years later, and he has that very Reagan look. With um, that Reagan era look. He has his bowl cut. Where it's like, I know this is Norman Bates, but it looks like he just came off the set of The Love Boat. Yeah. Like, he's very tan. He's got that, like, there's like a very, like, certain early 80s look. He looks weathered. Yeah, like, he should be wearing running shorts. Yeah. But it looks like. (laughs) Yeah, he should be in, like, those, like, tennis player really short shorts of that era. Yeah, and some Pumas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, his performance is, man, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily he's, the best. He's, he's, he's trying real hard. It's probably yeah. the performance needed for this movie. To I mean, yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, I don't know what else you do with this performance. Cause you can't, cause the whole thing about the original is that, you know, until you know the ending, it's like, oh, he's just this kind of like, like the thing I've always heard is like, Norman Bates is hot and I wasn't ready for that. Like, I've heard many, like, if you look on Letterboxd, like, I've heard people say that. And that's the whole thing, is that Anthony Perkins was a very, you know, cute, kind of shy guy. And he was, uh, up till then, he was in a lot of, like, kind of leading man. They were trying to make him into a leading man Mm. at the studio. And that's, again, why it was such a twist. Like, oh, I was kind of crushing on that guy and hoping the car went down the swamp till then the end happened. (laughs) Yeah! Crush it on that. It's really rude for Norman. Um, no, but I mean that's what Joe was talking about. Like, yeah, you you you're like oh well, and that's the the classic example is when people are like oh why is that scene so long where he cleans up? It's like well they're, they're they just killed the main character and now we have to transfer it to him. Yeah, and I, I and I think um like he's taking the movie seriously, and I'm glad that he because if if. A right. re, uh, like a, a belated sequel like this now, the the star would be winking at us the entire time. Right. Oh, yeah. He is totally 100% all in. Uh, and even, you know, thinking about it, I do think there are some intentionally over-the-top things. Like, I love how dumb and lazy the cops are. There's Right. <laughs> where it's like a guy will just squat down and, like, look at the floor and go, oh, it's all clear. Clear. Chief. Clear. <laughs> clear. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I, I guess that's how you you are right. Like, it does work because it. You know, I do as this movie goes on more and more. I do buy like this is it's Norman Bates back home in 1983. Yep. Um, thank thank goodness the state just kept the motel up for him. That's <laughs> yes, we kept it going free. We hired Dennis Franz. Yep. <laughs> Uh, a young, a young early twenties, twenty something, right out of until, college. Until Norman got released, what a sweet job that must have been. 
the the previous standard was don't murder anyone. <laughs> so did did the um did the Vera Miles the Lila kill Dennis Franz? No, it was uh his real mom. Oh, his real mom killed her. Okay. Yeah, his okay. his real mom that who gets shoveled in the end. Did Vera Miles and her daughter kill anyone? Uh, well, well, her of. daughter accidentally kills Robert Loja because she sticks him and then he falls down That's the true. stairs. That's true. So she does have one more. The daughter, played by Meg Tilly, which I should have figured out earlier by the name, but is Jennifer Tiller- Tilly's younger sister. Um, and then, and then, Rob and I had the, uh, to be fair, somewhat drunken discussion of why is Jennifer Tilly famous? Um, like, what do you, what do you know her from? My answer was Bound, and um, the the child's play movies i uh, i initially ventured if she was in chasing amy and then went to the child's play movies and she's she, isn't she a big poker player too she is I, I, I think she was like on tv and like you know those poker shows a lot during like the texas hold'em payday so that okay. kept her in the public oh, eye as well okay but she's she's one of those people woman. where you know it's like oh like i feel like everyone knows who she is yeah but but then I had to stop and like, why? Why is she famous? Right. I mean, obviously her voice. Right. Yes. Um, what else? Oh, okay. So I don't know anything about this stuff. So you're gonna have to explain this to me. Robert Block. Who's Robert Block? He wrote the book that the psycho is based on, right? He wrote the he wrote the book, and he's also a Scani. Well, so, on, honorary Scani. So but he wrote he, the psycho original psycho book as well. Yeah. So he okay. wrote. The, the original book in 1959. Okay. And he, um, when he, I think his family was like 10, they lived in Milwaukee and then they lived to, I feel like you guys will butcher me if I say it wrong, but uh, it's one I've not said a lot. Wyawega? That um, seems right. It sounds, why yeah, Wyawega, which is like central, uh, dead center of the mitten. Okay. Um, but he was like 50-ish miles away from uh, Plainfield when Ed Gein has had his little shenanigans. Yeah, so did you did you read his essay that he wrote about Ed Gein for your um, history seminar? Uh, I am sure I did. I, I don't remember it super well. Our, our, I know, I'm sure you've mentioned it before, but it's always worth reminding the uh, our audience that you did your history seminar paper on... Ed Gein. This show was yes. nearly called Ed Gein's Dinner Hour, if I recall correctly. So, something Ed Gein podcast. Yeah, that, I was. I think it was I, Ed Gein's Dinner Hour. <laughs> <laughs> something. Like, yeah, I was. I was vetoed on that one. I believe that was. I, be, I Yeah, right. It's if we didn't have veto power, I think there was two to one for it. Yeah, I think it was my fault that we don't have Ed Gein's Dinner Hour. I have some regrets. I have some regrets. You know what has really unique search engine optimization? Yep, Ed Gein's Dinner Hour. Yeah, I think maybe. I think. Yeah, having a name that people could find maybe would have been a good idea. (laughs) Welcome to Ed Gein's Dinner Hour. Anyways, yeah, it's not too. It's not too late. (laughs) Yeah. So Duff, you wrote your in college. You wrote. Yeah, I did my the. You had to do a thesis on something Wisconsin related. So I did my on Ed Gein, which seemed like a great decision uh, until like eight weeks into it was like a semester long project. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and by the end, like I was having nightmares about grave robbing, it was, <laughs> but it was 
it, this was in the, you know now i'm talking like i'm a thousand years old but like this was in the days where you would have to go to the library and get the microfilm microfilm yeah i had to do all, yeah i mean i had to do the same thing but it wasn't yeah. about ed gein but yeah <laughs> could have been it was hard uh so yeah robert block lived in wisconsin uh wrote the book and uh hitchcock uh read the book was looking for his next product uh project he did a blind bid uh, so it was sold for, well, the first bid was $7,500 and got it knocked up to 9500 And that's all he ever got. Oh, wow. wow. And he lost uh, this, you know, the, I think Universal like owned the rights to any sequels, any li- like licensing or whatnot. Like, I, I don't think he ever saw a dime beyond that initial money. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, was a. I'm I'm seeing that he was also a protege of H.P. Lovecraft. I yes, mean, he was. Pretty, he did... pretty impressive, man. I I've heard I've read a couple of his short stories, and he's a he's a very good author. Like it's it's very pulpy, and I was gonna get into the differences between the original Psycho. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, so the yeah, biggest difference is that in the book, Norman Bates is a, a very unlikable bald fat guy in his in his like forties. He's Dennis Franz? Is that who he is in the... Kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's, he is kind of an unlikable character. Okay. And that was probably the biggest thing the movie did that made it work, is they made him this kind of, uh, off, you know, kind of awkward but sexy young guy. So, yeah, I he had a pretty successful career. He's pretty well-renowned in horror. Successful horror career, but did he make money in his career? I He did. Okay. He, so he wasn't... He didn't um, end up, like... A poor author because of no, this this, this deal. was the era when you could make money writing. This is when publishing houses were where all the movies took yes. place in, in New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got, um, it, I got it. So the real funny thing is, eventually, and I don't blame him. He went back to that well for Psycho, just like the studios did. He wrote a book, Psycho Two, that is completely different, and is I I read it many years ago, and it's like a critique, like. So Norman escapes from the mental institution and his doctor is following him and it ends up like they're making a movie about Norman. And so his doctor goes out to like be around the movie and in kind of a really hackneyed thing, it turns out that his doctor was the killer all along because he couldn't cure Norman and put his like transferred Norman's complex onto him. And it's, it's not a great book. This, I recall. It's funny that it's, it's funny that you posted the link to the cover, Rob, because I was literally copying and pasting it myself. What a cover. Elite, elite cover. Unbelievable. Uh, Have you seen this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's basically like, um, like the cover's all white and then it has like the, like paper doll. Yep. Like designs of like the, the Norman Bates's mom's dress and wig, and then also some some lingerie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really that's a really man. Good cover. I would love to have a first. the The copy I got from the library was not that cover. I would, <laughs> that would be a cool thing to own. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just he kind of just knew that Universal wouldn't do anything with it, but he's but I think they were legally required to like tell him he could option for it, and sort of like, no, we're not doing this. We're doing our own Psycho Two. Uh, and uh, funny enough, um, do you know who was, pr- I don't know if it's for sure, for sure, but who was rumored to be likely Norman Bates if uh, Anthony Perkins said no? No. No. 
Christopher I, Walken. Oh. oh. That would have been... I, I'd like to see that. It would be interesting. I mean, he actually, you know, could kind of tap into the abil- the fact that he did help kill someone in real life, too. <laughs> with Natalie <laughs> Wood. Ma- well... Well, he let it help. go. He, yeah. Help. He didn't turn the boat around. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, look, allegedly. I mean, I don't know. I'd say abetted, maybe, yeah. at best. Yeah. But, yeah. How? Uh, I, I was able... Uh, by the way, uh, first, I'm, I'm searching. I'm to, as a gift for you to find you that first edition. Mm. <laughs> early, early price here, three hundred five. You willing to go to three hundred five for it? Oh wow, that's that's uh, a little steep. Okay, well, I'll keep looking. Uh, so yeah, it's funny that there were like competing versions of Psycho Two, and uh, Anthony Perkins. It was kind of one of those situations that I've I've heard John Carpenter be in too, where they're like, "Look, we're making this with it with or without you." With you, you can make a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, here's a question. This is totally off. Off. Somewhat similar. How do you think they determine if they're going to go the number two or the like Roman numeral two when they do sequels? Hmm. Okay. And so which do I, you prefer? All right. Roman, so, Roman, Roman numerals. Roman numerals are classy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. No one does the the numeric. Barely anyone does the num- numerals anymore. Right. They're all embarrassed. Like, like Use, the number. N- yeah. Use numbers, you cowards. Yeah, I I think I think the number works well for the action genre. And I think maybe for horror the Roman numerals works better. Um but maybe I'm off base here. Co- Comedies just... is the number too. Yeah, I it's I don't know. I just always am kind of fascinated by like what the the I think you're right. If you try to have any bit of class into it, you um you go with the Roman numerals. That is an interesting question. Nowadays, you know, they want to disguise. It's like, oh, we want to hide. That's like the seventh entry in the series. So let's call it, uh, you know, colons, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, right. Like Fast and Furious is like X. Yeah. 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 Um, they do numbers, though, a lot of times. Though, like, right, Fast and Furious 9. Because I remember it was. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. They alternate. I mean, there's Fast 5. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that it seems like everyone enjoyed this movie. I knew it would inspire d- conversation. I loved it. I was like, "Is this good? Is this bad?" But I, I don't know. But it's it is really watchable and really fun. That's yeah, right. That's it. I we had a blast watching it. Um, yeah, get the friends together this Halloween or whenever, and you're gonna yeah. you're gonna. It, it's too bad the sh- shovel thing got ruined for you, but um. You know. Well, it is statute of limitations. On oh, yeah, I don't yeah. feel bad about it's it. It's older. This movie's uh, older than I am. Yeah. Uh, one thing. So one of the best bits, another bit I love in this movie, is how Norman's doctor makes some questionable choices later <laughs> on. In that he, you know, old Norman, he's slipping through no fault of his own, by the way. Like, And that's, again, really the amazing thing about this is, like, kind of Norman is put upon. Like, he's... He's just trying to get his life back together. Yeah. And slowly he's being driven insane. And his doctor says, Norman, if we dug up your mom and prove, would that prove that she's dead? And then like 20 minutes later, (laughs) they're at the cemetery. Let's get the pickaxes out, boys. (laughs) Imagine how screwed up that would make you if you didn't even have the issues he had. Like, right. If that happened to us, I'd be like that. No, I didn't. That was, I didn't like that at all. Please like, don't do they, that. 
they they managed to get a crew out there but quick that day <laughs> yeah yeah like just went out to the cemetery and to dig up one of the most notorious citizens <laughs> involved involved in the murder house and motel it's like yeah. hey um we're gonna dig up uh norma bates again just just again? to check just to check and it's like oh. yeah like i'm sure it's like a bunch of like just totally desensitized dudes like oh christ okay again. here's another question mm-hmm. so norma bates is not his real mom is his aunt right Mm-hmm. Lily is his mom. Yeah. So Lily's did Lily name her kid after her sister? Mm. So now I <laughs> that that is a good question, but I will say that uh, God again, like I don't want to spoil it, but in Psycho Three there are some revelations about who really is Norman's mom. Oh, don't spoil it. Yeah, the, I, I want to watch it now. Okay, so that's might as well talk about it now. So if you're a fan of Psycho 1, which we all are, mm-hmm. and if you're a fan of Psycho 2, which we all are, mm-hmm. um, should we be rushing to watch Psycho 3? I th- So here's the thing. It has been 25 years, but I think yes. And okay. I feel like both both 2 and 3 have kind of gotten like the Halloween 3 reappraisal over the years. So I, I, I don't know... I honestly don't know. What I do remember, uh, there are some wild choices, and it's sleazier. Oh, all right, great. And it's directed by Anthony Perkins. And it's directed by Anthony Perkins. Right, all right. So I I know for sure I have either seen Psycho 3 or Psycho 4. Um, I don't remember it at all, but I when I was in like 1994 or something, I one of them was on TV, so I saw one of them. But I don't remember. Which so one. Psycho 4, which I believe was like a Showtime or HBO movie. And I think the last movie Anthony Perkins ever did. Uh, so in that one, Norman Bates is released again. I don't remember if it retcons two and three or not. It's been a while. Um, he gets married to a nurse who works at the asylum. Okay. Uh, some choices <laughs> being made. Um, now, and- if I, like, okay. <laughs> what is she do- <laughs> what, what is she doing? Yeah. Okay, uh, what is going on here? Um, like, and he, so the most of the movie is it's flashbacks. He calls into an AM radio show to okay. discuss like experiences with him and his mom before he poisoned her. I think it's Olivia Hussey plays his mom. Okay. And so it, it makes a choice because like she's kind of younger and hotter. And uh Elliot himself, Henry Thomas from E. T. plays young Norman. Huh. Oh. So we get some flashbacks. I want to say that one's not great. I don't remember it. Probably fun to watch. And that is also, I think, where that the Bates Motel TV series kind of came inspired from. I did not watch that. that was, yeah, I didn't. That was, right. that was too is much. Isn't it supposed to be kind of good? Blow my mind again, Duff, on how many seasons that went. It was five seasons. <laughs> it, was, it was. I remember it. Yeah, it was very popular, right? Even in my just broken brain, I'm like, I, I don't know. I I it didn't seem that interesting to me. I don't know. 50 episodes. Crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, maybe it's good. I mean, like, Hannibal was really good. Yeah. I heard generally positive thing. Oh, God, Hannibal is bonkers. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't expect it to be, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Bates Motel a uh, uh, broadcast, like, a network television I show? I believe or was so. It? I thought it was A&E. Oh, maybe it was. I guess okay. it does seem like it would be A&E. There's no way to know. Yeah, no, um, way yeah, no way to know. 
So it was on uh, A&E. You're correct. Oh, you looked it up. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then, so now we're kind of going down the, the psycho lineage. In addition to that, uh, we, of course, have Gus Van Sant's psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's a bizarre I, I, project. I, I am I am kind of glad it exists in a way just to prove that, like, you know, art isn't just some, like, paint-by-numbers exercise, which, I, to be fair, I think that was his intention, too. Yeah, I mean, he's got a interesting career just a bizarre thing he did uh i mean he's certainly not a hack no it's not so it's it's and as always you know whenever a studio is like oh you just made us a big hit you can do whatever you want and you're like "Mm, you sure (laughs) (laughs) like it's like wow good job on goodwill hunting what do you want to do now Uh, a frame by frame remake of psycho what (laughs) never been a psycho video game but but here's the thing i want the guy from swingers in it (laughs) <laughs> yes and that uh, that that is you that's know, the there are biggest parts, problem that movie because beyond that it has a pretty good cast it has william h macy i uh i honestly think Anne hache is pretty good as uh marion uh vigo's good yeah it's really it's really vince vaughn is vince vaughn is immediately like creepy but also just like trying too hard so you laugh at him right right and that's just you can't it's just hard to buy, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, in fairness, uh, one of the most iconic roles ever. So, but. is Psycho, is the Bates Motel show the only Psycho thing you haven't done yet, Duff? Because what's stopping you? <sighs> yeah, oh, that's Christ. a good question. F- f- 50 hours is stopping me. Ah, well, it's so a, you can watch it, the first episode, so right? I have not. So, here's the other things. This is when uh, Robert Block and then someone else went back to the well for books. There's a book called psycho house yeah i was uh, curious about to, for, to hear more about that y- you know as much as i do because i have not read it there okay. was a tv movie based on that called bates motel uh about just norman like dies in the institution and wills it to an inmate who got out or something which is kind of a funny premise mm-hmm. um, but i've never heard anyone talk to, uh positively of that and just to show that I'm I'm still somewhat going down the well, I did just read Psycho Sanitarium, and Boy. it's not very good. Which <laughs> is all about uh, Norman's uh, time on the inside. That reminds me of it's a little different, and I'm going a little off. But you guys remember Quibi? Vaguely, yeah, yeah. So I, actually, I have a question. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. I'm I'm sorry. So I am looking at I, I I looked at this cover and it just dawned on me like Robert Block was long dead when this Psycho Sanitarium came out, but it it's never, he didn't write it. Yeah, it's I, just I sort of at the top of the cover it says Robert Block's Psycho Sanitarium. Yeah, it's it just, it's a okay. cheap cash in book. Um, all right. The reason I said this, I guess the Psycho House thing you mentioned made me think of this. Or um, there's a uh, friend of the show. Uh, Rob, he watched some of the Quibi shows because they put them on the Roku channel. And one of his favorite ones was Murder House Flip. God, I remember hearing about that show. <laughs> and, you know, I'm honestly mad that they put it on Quibi. Right. Because I would have I watched a full, like, I would watch a proper episode. Yeah, there's uh, t- three, two seasons. Um, and, uh, you know, um, season one starts right off with... Uh, you know, the, it's, it's, they go through these different houses that they've flipped um, that murders happened in. 
So I hope that they do a better job of flipping and painting than Norman does in this movie. Yeah, because Norman didn't um, do a very good job. Norman, <laughs> um, Norman, you got to scrape off uh, that siding first. I know it's a pain. <laughs> it's but... lazy paint job. <laughs> it's yeah. just he's not he's not a big DIY guy. No, <laughs> but no. I appreciate him for trying. Right. I mean it. It's admirable that he is going to paint the entire 10, 12 cabin motel yellow. Uh, he appears to have one brush and he has done no prep work. I don't think he's washed it since he got home. Norman, yeah, well, uh, do, look, yeah. a, I, the spirit I admire. but He uh, didn't take any painting. He didn't read any painting books while he was in prison or that wasn't anything nope. he did. As part he of skipped arts and crafts yeah. in the loony bin. <laughs> in the loony bin. Uh, so I do think that one reason I... I like uh, the term loony bin is because I, I do always think of Dennis Franz when he gets fired and he's yelling, he's like, hey, at least my customers had a good time. What did they get from you? You know what? Dead, you loony. <laughs> <laughs> he does call him a loony, which is why I thought he did kill him. Like I was like, you kind of, you pushed Norman Bates too far. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's on you, right? Look, that's on yeah. you at that point. That's not even murder. I mean, again, like, everyone in this town, from, like, the diner to the cops, are just like, oh, Norman's home. And, look, I I believe in rehabilitation, but they're just very, like, matter-of-fact, like, huh, yeah, yeah, the notorious murderer is back. I, yeah. But, I, you know, I'll go back to what I started. I enjoyed this, and I would... I, Midnight Boys approve, right? Oh, yep. big time. Yep. Big time. I... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad, and I honestly better than I remember because I don't think I appreciate it. It's been a long, long time. Now I think the first time I originally watched it, I was actually very scared at the end, and this time it's just laughs all around. Right, right. I mean, it helped that you know we watched it after some drinks too. Yeah. Um, Joe, yeah, you're coming up next. Uh huh. What are we talking about? You're gonna, you're gonna. People who've listened a lot are gonna know this is coming to some extent. Oh, let's go to see. <laughs> let's go to see. We are going dadcore. Oh man, it's I and I'm genuinely stunned that neither of you have seen this. Yeah, mm. this is a this is a blind spot. It, okay, so uh, it's the hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. We got. It's a Tom Clancy adaptation, which in the '90s that's Money. heavyweight stuff. Yep. Big money, heavyweight stuff. We have John McTiernan when he was all he was doing is throwing hundred mile an hour fastballs before he fled for tax evasion or whatever. Yeah, and we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about that. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, he did. He did lots of crimes and then further crimes cover, covering up previous crimes. Better movie maker than criminal. Yeah, uh, he's not a great criminal for sure. Um, so I, I believe this was. Uh, it, it went. It? it went. Die Hard, Predator, Hunt for Red October. That's hell of a run. I yeah. mean, it's it's as good as any any what anyone's done. I'd say. Like thinking about, obviously, it's not just you know, terms of, in terms of influence. Yeah, I mean, of he, the action genre. Just three absolute. 
bangers. Well, let's let's uh, not yeah. go too far in it though, because well, yeah. you guys might disagree about Hunt for Red October, or yeah. whatever. But I know I know you both love Die Hard and Predator, absolutely. So, so I'm sure you're excited to see this, and like hopefully I haven't built it up too much. This but this it, it has been a. I mean, it has a baller cast. Yeah, this has been oh. on my list of things to watch forever. So now this is why we do this, right? It's the push to like watch. Yeah, that was the that, point of my idea here. Yeah. and yeah, the yeah. cast is incredible. The Sean Connery stories on set are hilarious. Uh, it's it's got a lot both on screen and behind the scenes for us to talk about. Could so be boat boys. Great time, <laughs> dude. Submarine I, boys. I yeah, I love I love boats. I love ships. I love boats. I love subs. And uh, that is not sex talk. <laughs> that's normal. That's normal talk about seafaring vehicles. You sickos. <laughs> well, uh, listeners, tune back. We're gonna <laughs> Joe's gonna go into some sub talk. Can, and, can I give a little? Can I give a little teaser just just sure. so people can know like yeah. how what a sicko I am? Uh-huh. So I, I rewatched this like I don't know a month ago now because I I was just so excited to do this that I couldn't wait to watch it again, and I put it on, and uh, my my beautiful wonderful wife just just been like just drops a drops like a she drops just a little comment uh-huh. and and in in hindsight and 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 at the time even I would have been totally fair just set dropped a little boy uh Sean Connery's not working too hard on the Russian accent is he <laughs> and I just immediately snapped it doesn't matter watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 years old <laughs> amazing <laughs> and I mean and that is something both of you will immediately notice is like who yeah he he tries for about five minutes and then he's like, ah, that's I mean, I'm that, not doing that anymore. And I don't care stuff, about stuff like that. I don't either. Movies. I don't either. Like, either. do you like people are were goofing on Leo in that Killers of the Flower Moon trailer? Who it's cares? like, oh, looks like he screwed up another accent. Who cares? Who cares? Go 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 read a book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you can Just, listen to it however you want. I don't usually care, but apologies, Rob. Costner does that a lot with accents. Yeah, it's a, whatever. He's, he's, yeah, he's, it, he he does war crimes in JFK. All right, oh, no, enough. <laughs> he, but I don't care. I still love JFK. Yes. Like, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, but, boy, that one's particularly egregious. His, his accent goes in and out in Robin Hood, and I think, yeah. I'm not but, listening to the, Con- the Costner complaints. That's not what this is about right now, guys. <laughs> All right. I can't believe you. I can't believe you didn't make us watch Enough. a Costner movie. Okay, uh, <laughs> listeners, if you want to hear us talk about, uh, I'm only going to nominate Kevin Costner movies for the rest of 2023. You, you basically now. reacted like 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 uh, what Chris Penn? No. Don't you point that Don't gun at my dad? <laughs> Listen now, because I'm only nominating Kevin Costner films for the rest of 2023 for our patrons. You go to patreon.com slash the midnight boys. We do a new Well, it doesn't matter to month. Duff and me. It's because it's like they're never going to win. I know. I'm excited to talk about Tin Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've month. never seen that. I've never seen I've, that. I've never every seen month that. Every month I'm nominating a costume movie. We have we have seven costume movies left to be nominated, and I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash the midnight boys for that. And then tune in next week for the hunt for Red October.